This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Munchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, welcome. This is, we're continuing the 40th birthday series and I get to chat and be spiritual and uh, share and learn with some of my favorite people. And uh, so welcome back to uh, the Rabbi Paris podcast, Jackie, welcome back. Thank you so much. You, know, we, you were on the podcast, it's three years ago now. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> but we spoke about the time we're in. We spoke about the Jewish month of Adar and the holiday of Purim and how it connects to your background specifically and the Jewish background in general and what the name Jew means. There's so many beautiful things that came out of that experience. So uh, feel free to go back and check that out, folks, uh, because we've already uh, done that. Um, I would like to talk about the fact that you're now in Israel and we're talking to you. I'm here in California and you've uh, migrated back to your roots. Tell me, what's it like being in Israel right now? Well, um, it's so funny because I feel like I'm in a very, it's a mix. I feel like I'm in a very peaceful place. I feel like the world is going crazy. I mean, what we hear about what's happening in America seems crazy. Obviously, what's happening in Ukraine is very frightening. And then I walk outside my door and I'm greeted with familiar faces and local coffee shops and I'm running into friends and I have a new little baby with me and I'm, you know, surrounded by community to celebrate new life and there's a million activities to do with him here. And it's been unbelievable to feel really held by a community when there's, you know, a lot of hurt happening around the world at the same time yeah. and and the media portrays what's happening here also not always in the best light so i have a lot of concerned friends and family reaching out to me often asking are you okay do you have a plan in case x y or z and i don't feel any of that being here i, wow. I don't think i'm being naive i think i'm really one present where we are and also very trusting of 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 the security around us um you know, you know that's part of i think it's such a change to come from america and to not only go to israel but like move to israel and then and you really have to see through um what what the the peripheral vision that we're shown of a country or even even though we're jewish and and israel we that's our homeland and there's such a big difference between having the homeland in this world as it is now versus not it's almost hard to imagine but but uh, there's such a huge difference between making that move and actually seeing through that what is your like ultimately like how did you you did this around the pandemic time you made all these incredible these massive changes and um, like, how would you like, I, I, it's not even advice for people to move. It's like, how would you like advise your cousins? Like, what do you respond to them when they're like all nervous for you? And, but, but, uh, and you're trying to be like, look, I'm building a life here and I'm super pumped about it. And I feel like in, on all the feelings, you know, all the feels yeah. that come with that. Yeah. Like, how would you just, yeah. how are you describing it to your relatives? Um, obviously come visit is one of the first things I say to anybody who's curious. Um, but 
I mean, it's not uh, a secret, the rise of anti-Semitism in America and the world in general. And to be in a place where not only am I not afraid of it, not worried about it, don't have to think about it, um, that's a great feeling to know that I can be free where I am. I can be with my friends and openly talk about what's happening here in Israel without feeling like I have to stand up for Israel. We're already there. (laughs) And that really creates, um, you know, ease of mind and body and soul. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety for a lot of people around what it means to be Jewish in the world right now. It's, I think, a very scary time. Um, Also, a lot of people who unfortunately aren't educated about Jewish history uh, have a lot to say about current events. And, And, you know, people will tell me, I'm an anthropologist and I study a lot of different cultural histories or a lot of different this or a lot of different that. And I'm like, whatever you study and know, you don't really know about this. You know, and I feel like I'm someone who was educated with a Jewish education reform, so pretty mild, but I t- still took some classes in college and I was blown away with what I learned. And and I still feel like I barely have scratched the surface. So if someone who isn't even Jewish wants to even have a debate, it it's really, it makes me apprehensive and worried. And I feel like I have to put a shield up because there's going to be an attack. And then here we can really have a freeform conversation about what's going on. Not everyone's just gung-ho. Um, there's obviously a lot of strife and horrible things happening, but we can have a, a deeper, what I consider to be a deeper conversation because we we know where we're coming from. Um, and we also are understanding the very, very long and rich history we have with this land. Well, um, you know, it brings is, to mind of how, of how like there are so many people who actually don't have a deep connection to their land. You know, um, the majority of, of uh, I, I, sometimes you, it's good to remember, like if you're an Iranian background Jewish person, you've spent more time in Iran than you did in Israel, in your, in your history. Even, even if you spent the max history in Israel when we were there during our ancestors, we've been driven out for 2000 years. That's a very long time. And people started setting Iranian roots already, you know, 1800 years ago. So we're talking like, an, or, or longer, we're talking an incredible, uh, well, actually from the, so 2400 years around that, that's a long time. So to, to and, and yet, and yet, you know, here in America, where we're from, um, most people, I think their connection to America is they're, they're more connected to their value system more than the land, I would say. And you see that coming up today where there are people who are like, listen, it's not about the land, it's about our value system. And we don't think our land mm. represents that. And there are others who are like, no, this is our land. The value system is 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 us here. And so we're caught in an era of nationalistic pride is a very challenging thing. Does it mean I'm a right winger if I love my country? Uh, does it mean I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bad person if I if I hate what's going on? Like, like, these are conflicting views. On the one hand, you feel positive about something like this is what I am, this is what I believe in. And then you have the second part of like, well, what do I do with that, with that feelings? Whereas in Israel, there's like this feeling of like, yeah, arguing about our, our democratic process or our value system. That's well, that's what we do. But, but we're all in this land. We all are part of this experience. And I think that that's more than ever needed 
I asked somebody who, uh, a Holocaust survivor from San Francisco, a friend of mine, Dr. Mike Thaler, I was like, what's the big difference between, you know, when you came to America and the feelings you had to the West, you know, from where you came versus now? He said, there's only one difference. The difference is now I have Israel. And I was like, wait, you know, we're not talking about a religious person. We're not talking about like this big God-fearing person. No, we're talking about somebody who's just like, look, practically speaking, the only difference between anti-Semitism of the, of the, of the past versus versus today is that today we have choices. And, um, and so I, I'm, it's, I'm, I, it's remarkable to me about my community in San Francisco, a few people did pick up and move to Israel. I, I think uh, like four people or five people I, at this point have already made Aliyah. Maybe it's time to put you guys wow. all together. You're all in different parts of the land on some level. So I'd love that. Your old classmate, Arya Cantor, you know, lives up, lives up north. He lives uh, in a place called um, Pardis Khana. So, oh, beautiful. That makes sense. <laughs> so, Scary San Francisco. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think you're, you're spot on that it's like during the upheaval time or transition time that we're in right now. What an incredible, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm like, how did you make that choice? How did you come up with this? Like, um, this, it wasn't, you were struggling before and then one day you're like, I got it. I'm going to do it. And you made it happen. It's, it's Hashem. It's not me. Um, I mean, I came to innocently visit on a vacation. And then I found a client who wanted to fly me back here two months later. And then I was in between places. Remember, I moved out of my place in Venice. And yep. I was just like, I literally thought, am I going to find another place in Venice? Am I moving to the east side? Am I moving to New York? I was really open for anything. And then, you know, when I came back and visited, I went to, you know, the, my old spots. I recognized people. They recognized me. I, I remembered the city streets. I felt really welcomed and at home. This is pre-COVID. And I remember thinking to myself, why did I leave? And I thought about it. And then I realized I didn't choose to leave. There was, I had a family emergency that brought me to San Francisco. The rocket war started that week with the three boys kidnapped in Jerusalem this 2014 and I couldn't get back in the country and then before I knew it I was just in San Francisco and settled back in there and I so knowing that I never really decided to go helped me think of like well then why wouldn't I just come back here and then I thought I was gonna you know try it out and I flew here end of February 2020 and then boom COVID happened couldn't leave <laughs> couldn't leave <laughs> limited to a thousand meters in my apartment. I was living on Rothschild street, which is like at the time, my favorite part of the city. So I was so grateful to be in a, in a city I love in a neighborhood. I love in a city. I love, I got a bike and was able to bike all over the city. It was a ghost town. It was so cool. It was very sad, but so cool to see the beach empty. And it was really fun. And I just remember still having this exciting feeling of being here and thinking, wow, if I'm really stuck anywhere, this is an incredible place to be. Um, and, and I was grateful to be here at that time. And then I was in a relationship that obviously got more serious as COVID progressed and that helped seal the deal for sure. Um, you know, we still think about where in America would we want to go, but I can't answer that question. And until I yeah. can answer where I'd want to be in the U.S., this is where we're going to be. Um, wow. There's there's an amazing expat community here, so I don't feel alone. My best friend from college is here. One of my dear dearest friends I made as an adult is here. That community has just expanded, and um, 
they make it really easy to come here. They make it hard too. Ali has a process, but um, you know, you make it work. <laughs> um, you know, there's an so, old Jewish tradition that if you go to Israel, you're not allowed to leave without a real excuse. Like if you have like no real reason to leave, you're not allowed to. What's the, what's the <laughs> official reason for that? Is the reasoning is, is that in life, we always have to grow. We always have to grow. And, and uh, so staying at the same level that you're at is not considered growth. Stagnancy is not growth. Mm. It's actually, you're going backwards, whether you know it or not. And mm. so growth is an ascension. It's expansion. It's like opening yourself up to more, to new. It's like that entrepreneurial part of yourself being developed. And so when you go to Israel, that's a step up because it's like a lot of pieces are aligned. It's it's our homeland. It's in our our ancestral place. It's a place of healing. It's a place of nurture for who we are as Jewish people. So going there is an ascension. It's an expansion. It's a growth filled yeah. experience. And so yeah. therefore, how could you go backwards? Go back somewhere. So you have to be able to say that mm. where I'm going back to is actually also growth, like whether it's for work or certain specific things, yeah. it can't be for just, I'm going cause like, you know, I, I haven't, I, why, I don't know. I'm from there. I don't 100%. know. So, so it's, 100%. it's always part of this process of like growth when you, when you enter Israel. And this is thousands of years in the code of Jewish law and in the Talmud, it's like, you can't leave unless you have like a growth filled reason to leave. So I, it, yeah. it, I think that aligns very much with what you're saying. Like, I'm not going to leave. Why would I leave? Unless I had, we had something we needed to achieve and grow and experience, but leave for a bigger house. I mean, leave for, yeah. for, for what are we doing? You can't do that. This is, this is what it means to be in the homeland. Yeah. And also, you know, as you touched upon it, I'm unable to go to Iran and I haven't yet been to Germany where my father's family is from, but either way, like, uh, those don't feel unfortunately like places that I, you know, have access to or deep connection with. And um, it's very different here. I mean, you know, people talk about landing in the plane and having that feeling and obviously going to the wall and having that feeling, but you can go to the beach and have that feeling here. I mean, you can have an amazing ice cream and have that feeling here. Um, I think it's really beautiful and inviting and I really think America, the America I've experienced is very devoid of community, um, real community, real commitment to community. And here it's not only the default, this is what people are opting in for. This is what we want to have. And, you know, um, Shabbat isn't necessarily a religious experience here, but everyone, of course, is having a Shabbat dinner with friends or family. It's not optional. It's not not this week. And I love that. I think we all love that. And then there's the Hagim, which in some ways I'm a little disappointed by because I don't have like a religious community here and I want to be able to go to services. And that's not really a thing unless you're ultra Orthodox. And I, I think there might be some fringe communities, but I haven't found it yet. That's actually what I'm looking for because, you know, I really miss your services and I have told you that. <laughs> and, uh, so that's, it's interesting that it's like a lot of people lose pieces of their Judaism while they're here because they're like in default Jewish land. And, um, and I, which means there's room for growth, even in Israel, there's room for Israel to become more of a Jewish filled experience than it already is. In some ways it's very secular and extreme religious. 
And there are a lot of people who feel connected to their Judaism without being Orthodox who are here and want to be here. And I think are disappointed when they see that's actually not happening here. And in some ways they have more of that in America or just in um, diaspora. And it's, uh, it's been an interesting experience. You know, that's something I'm seeking and, you know, I could be the change I want to see for sure. Uh, and I think having kids is going to definitely p- propel that experience. Uh, but yeah, that's like one thing I really see. Um, I don't want to say as a void, but as an open opportunity. Well, they're very, you're saying very profound things because, you know, it's like first, it makes sense that people need it. They needed it. We needed a land. We needed a place. We needed somewhere to, to rebuild our ourselves, especially post-war. You know, most Israelis are not from Israel. The vast majority had to come there after the wars and through the difficulties. It's always interesting when you meet somebody who's been there generationally, you know, because yeah. that means even they suffered to be there. But I'll bring up a, 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 like a spiritual element to what you're saying. Uh, the third Chabad Rebbe, who was known as the Tzemach Tzedek, had people who wanted to go to Israel because Chabad always had this like, Zionistic fervor, this, this like, we don't belong here in Russia under the czar. We belong, mm. we belong in Israel with our people. We belong in our land. We, you know, so much of Judaism is tied to our feelings and knowledge and, and, uh, and associations with, with the land of Israel. So some people got quote permission from the Rebbe to go to Israel. And so this one guy came and he said, listen, I'm not doing well here anyway other than missing you, which I will, I, I just feel like moving my family to Israel is like a new page. Perhaps we could be, you know, pioneers and, and go for it because people would trickle in and try their luck, you know? Uh, what year is this? We're talking, uh, we're talking early 1800s. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Like, that, like already around then, already to mid 1800s. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so the Tzemach Tzedek looks at him and he says to him, he says, make the land of Israel here. This is what he tells him. In Yiddish, it was Machda Eretz Yisrael. And what he was telling him was that you want Israel, but what you really need is the Israel mindset. Meaning like you may get to Israel, you may get to the land, but before you get to the land, know that going to the land is not going to fix anything. Just because you're there, yes, there's going to be a holiness and a beauty and an association and, and a tremendous connection. But ultimately at some point, you're going to have to, look at your reality in the face and be like, okay, well, what does this really mean? Is this, how does this culture actually, how is it practiced and integrated into my life? What parts of my Judaism are there because that's what I am or versus what I'm integrated in? And there are a lot of Israelis who have this question and don't have it answered. And I would say step one is not like, okay, go to shul. Step one is actually, well, what's your Israel mindset? You know, like like uh, people come to America, there's an American mindset, the American mindset, maybe it's falling apart, but I grew up with the American mindset is anyone could be president. And it was proven right. <laughs> anyone could be president. Yeah. So uh, this idea that, uh, that and, and it's a positive thing. It means aspire for the stars, work for it. Okay, we're not going to get into the philosophy, whether it's possible or not, but the mindset was definitely strong. Whereas in Israel, um, what is the Israel mindset? What does it really mean to be an Israeli? What does it really mean to be a Jew? Well, according to the Tzamach Tzedek, it means that wherever you are, you could create a space to be yourself, that mm. you can take full ownership of who you are. You want to go to Israel? Well, you'll get there when you get there. But right today, you could be in Israel. You could create a mindset and a space in your four cubits and your little space of 
being in an Israel mindset. And that became like a calling card for the generation of Chabad Hasidim who could not go to the land of Israel. It was like, okay, I can't go, but I'm gonna create an, an Israel mindset, a space where I'm constantly growing, like we just said before, like mm. where I'm constantly saying like, am I in control of my environment? Or am I adopting a foreign environment and mistaking it as my own? Yeah. Yeah, that's really an interesting point because, and this is where it's interesting, like this is something that comes up with my partner, but also other friends, like we are choosing to be in Israel. And so we are coming with that, what does this mean to us? Strong intention. Israelis who are born here, they look at me and go, we didn't choose to live here, you know? And and therefore there's a lot of that pressure on them, but then there's also a lot of what we were saying earlier, outward hate or misunderstanding for them, which they're like, we didn't choose this. Our parents chose this, our grandparents chose this, or they didn't even choose it. They were subjected to it because they couldn't even get into other countries. Israel was their only means of survival. And while there's a deep appreciation for it, there's also, and I wouldn't say resentment, but it, 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 it's challenging for some folks who are born Israeli and then, you know, they're like, this is it. I can't go wherever I want. I'm in a small place. There's a lot of baggage. I have to be in the army. Da, 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 da. And, you know, for my partner and I to both choose to be here, but then also choose to have children here who are now Israeli. What does it mean for them? What does it mean for us as a family? And how do we, as you're saying, bring this intention and, and, choice of I'm going to be Israeli or I'm going to be here into our family as something that's positive and inspirational and and really keeps the engine going, which I feel like a lot of us need in general. And, you know, something that you said years ago that struck a chord with me is creating that mission statement for life. You know, what are you going to sleep and waking up, really pushing forward, sharing that with your partner, sharing that as a family so that when things, you know, uh, hit a bump in the road, there's something bigger going on. There's something bigger driving you. And I think Olay really, the Olim, the new immigrants really have that here. We have our why we're here. I think Israelis can struggle with that, um, you know, unless they're religious and unless they're really, unless the history of Jew being a Jew really strikes a deep, deep chord with them. Um, it could be challenging and yeah. I yeah, mean, I, mean, I still make people ask why I'm here. These are the real hot topic conversations because so many Israelis do leave um, and whether it's for wider opportunity or exploration, but yeah. I mean, I'm not um, as versed in, in Israel, you know, in their education system and, and how they bring people up. I know there's a lot of diversity within that as well, but, but what always stood out to me was that, you know, as Jews, there's a lot of elasticity for how you get to our to get to quote the the core of it. You know, religion could bring you to the core of Judaism, but so can exploration. You know, like like whether you like it or not, all roads lead to ultimately to the center if you're on that road authentically. If you're actually like intentionally trying to get somewhere, you will you will eventually find it. I sincerely believe that. And uh, it's, it's like taken from like the Torah portion that has the Ten Commandments, which is, you know, the cornerstone of the religious experience. The, the Torah portion is called Jetro. And, and it's called Jetro instead of Moses or the Jewish people or the Torah. It's called Jetro because 
he was somebody who tried all forms of life until he came to the recognition that like, oh, this is the path that I want to take. And that was because every step of his life, he authentically went for it to see, is that for me? And there really is those two ways. You weren't born in Israel, and eventually you authentically were looking for community and for the type of feelings and environment that you wanted to be. And then you found your place. And and um, and and it's not about what's going to happen later and are there going to be different choices and are we going to... No, right now, you you got there because you authentically made those choices to be there. And that's a big part of like creating that what 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 I'm calling the Israeli mindset that should be is making intentional um, 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 and positive forward steps. I would think even people in Israel who go to the army, it's not easy. It's not easy for anyone. But the more intentional of our they are about their 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 positioning, they have the ability to find the right the right uh, part of the army for them or the part the right community for them and post that etc. So yeah. and uh, they're starting to unravel that a little bit with new books like whether it's Noah Tishvi's book on Israel and uh, and and the way she sees it or whether yeah. it's before yeah. that startup nation. So they're already taking like this secular yeah. approach of like well what does it mean? It means community. It means connection. But even those, those are, these are, we're just scratching the surface with Israel, essentially, you know, 70 years in, there's, there's so much more to happen and to be built and, uh, and, uh, and to be developed. So uh, I think like this, it just comes down from living in, it ultimately comes down to being Israeli should be synonymous with living an intentional life. But you, mm. but I tell that to people in America and eventually when they, when they're in Israel, yeah, you saw that in a mission statement. Yeah. A mission statement is essentially a North star for your intentionality. And yeah. uh, when I was third, when I turned 30, so 10 years ago now, that decade ago, what, what a crazy concept. Um, one of the amazing people in my community created these t-shirts with my face on it. And it said on them, got mission statement because what, you know, cause I was always, I was so into like, you can't be Google. That's not who your identity. Like, what is your mm -hmm. identity? Like, how do you find what it is? And our community was called identity Zahut. And, uh, and, uh, and the mission yeah. statement was with everything. I was like, you know, the Jew, they were like, well, what's the Jewish mission statement? I was like, simply in Parsha Truma, the mission statement is create a dwelling space for the divine, create a space mm. for the divine and the, and the, and the mundane to, to be in harmony. That's the purpose of creation. And you're like, you know, so that's writing really that down. the really mindset that we're talking about. And it's really special to hear it be a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really been, um, you know, I so, think about you often. Thank you. Well, <laughs> and I, I, and I, I think about your incredible you wife often. And sharing this this stuff uh, with the community, and uh, and for those uh, who have you know questions about Israel, if that's something they're thinking about, well, if you want an Israeli mindset, you can talk to me, uh, and then uh, and uh, and I'm sure uh, Jackie, uh, you know, if it was if you were serious about Aliyah questions, I'm sure Jackie would make a few moments for you. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right. Also, even a vacation. I just helped a cousin plan our 10 day trip. She's like, what do I do? I have two kids. We're like, do we go to a lot? And it's amazing. like, no, you're going to go, you're going to do this, this, and this. So there's so much to do. The food scene is unbelievable here. Um, I mean, that's really what the, the restaurants and what's going on, but beyond that, it's been, it's been amazing. I'm very, very, very grateful to be here. Um, well, I, it's can't a beautiful wait. Place. I can't wait to visit you and to hang out with your babe and uh and really just uh soak in soak in the soak in the holiness i'm i'm, I'm hoping soon that uh as the world uh eases up with COVID, it's obviously getting stressed out with other things but 
but yeah. uh, it doesn't mean that we won't be able to come and spend time and uh, and grow. So thank you so much for coming on and uh, and sharing your good vibes, your holy vibes. I feel I feel like Absolutely. I want to go visit you right now. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you so much for making the time for this. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy month of Adar. You know, what a special time of year. And we have two of them this year with the leap year. So yeah. this is the time to sign the contracts, jump for joy, all the things. Get your Purim outfit ready to go. That's right. We're, we're going to dress Lev up as uh, Steph Curry. I'm very excited. I have an adorable <laughs> Warriors jersey for him. Woo. Yeah, there we go. So. Representing the Bay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Sending you all so much love. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. That exactly. kiss is for Miriam. Please Wonderful. give it to her. <laughs>